Greetings and salutations. Tis I, aka Tsunami, here with my buddy, the one, the only, Sangstar! Boom. And here we are, episode six of the Tsunami and Sangstar show, where we talk about anime, TV, movies, video games, and whatever the heck we want. We do what we want. Boom. Sangstar. How are you doing today? Good, good, man. Got a haircut. Feeling easy breezy. Easy breezy. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. So, we have a couple of things to discuss today. Um, first we go, we're going to go ahead and touch back on some of the topics we already, we already covered. Uh, just a brief little update on everything, um, about the Activision Blizzard lawsuit for California. Um, not much on the lawsuit right now, but there are some high level people that are no longer with the company. Um, not sure if they were either fired or they left on their own, um, a couple of people just to mention, um, head of, head of Blizzard HR, uh, uh, Diablo 4 game director, the Diablo 4 lead designer, which is Jesse McCree, which we know from, as a name, from, as a character from Overwatch. Um, uh, R.I.P. 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 McCree. Yep. Uh, uh, World of Warcraft designer. Um, and the president of Blizzard Entertainment, Jay Allen Brack, no longer with the company. Um, they actually have two people kind of fulfilling his position right now. Um, it was the Blizzard Executive Vice President of Development, Jen O'Neill, and Executive Vice President and General Manager of Platform and Technology, Mike Ybarra. So essentially they're sharing that position in a presidential role. Um, the only thing that I find weird about it is that they have two people um filling that role i think it'd be better if there was at least three people kind of managing that role because for any major decisions it's going to end up a split decision no matter what if they mm-hmm, that is true yeah like if they're if they're opposed on something about it um it feels like it'll just be a split decision then like who makes the final like i'm pretty sure it'll just go to the board at that point but yeah just a quick overview on that that um they again these are high level people from the Blizzard side of Blizzard Activision that are no longer with the company. Um, so I don't know if it's... Again, I don't... Some of these people might have been mentioned in the lawsuit and that's why they know they are no longer with the company. Who knows, to be honest? Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a, it's a, there's a lot of steps happening right now during this lawsuit. And I really want to see where this goes. Um, and also, just a side note on, on Blizzard Activision, they actually just released... Um, uh, Diablo 2, again, a remake of Diablo 2, a remaster of Diablo 2. Yeah, they, they, they just, re, they just it was just a few days ago. Um, I don't think it's a full release. I think it's a soft release right now. Of They remastered Diablo 2. Uh, yeah, Diablo 2. And just standard Diablo 2. It's not like Diablo 2, Lord of Destruction or anything like that. Um, which I was a huge fan of. Um, it looks, from what the gameplay I saw thus far, it looks pretty good it's it's diablo 2 like at the end of the day it's diablo 2 but you can what's funny is that you can actually set the graphics to old school diablo 2 the ones you could barely see and whatnot uh, yeah. yeah i love it 
Yeah, I, I was I was I was a huge fan of that to be honest. Um, but they also have the option for a remastered version. Um, I think there's only for the soft launch. I think you can only play like three characters. I think it's like you could only play Amazon Sorceress. You played Amazon Sources Barbarian, but I think you could also play Paladin as well. I'm not very sure on that. Um, but yeah, um, it's a, it's an it's another. I think it's another push for revenue, for nostalgic purposes. Pretty much like uh, classic WoW, and now that nostalgia is in, baby. Nostalgia is in that. And the, again, that's what it kind of feels like. Like there's a lot of games that if they came out with a remaster, I'm pretty sure people will get it. But now, yeah, they're the, they're only Blizzard's only releases, or at least Activision Blizzard's only releases, at least on the Blizzard side, has only been nostalgia-based releases. So they released, and it all started with Classic WoW, that you you play the original World of Warcraft, you play until level sixty. Um, they're also relearn, releasing, um, I believe they're releasing, or if it's already released, um, Burning Crusade, which was their first expansion. Um, so it's pretty much you're just buying the game all over again, even even if you're a World of Warcraft World of Warcraft player, that this is a separate game essentially, that you could just kind of start all over. Um, Interesting. So yeah, so for this the whole entire Diablo two, like in Diablo two was great. Dia- Diablo two, Diablo two, uh, Lord of Destruction. I have spent many hours, almost embarrassing how many hours I've actually spent on that game. It's more than. I would not be surprised. Like, and then you. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you right now. It's more than my. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Monster Hunter World playtime, guaranteed. Uh, that's ridiculous. My, my my Monster Hunter World playtime is probably within like the four to four fifty hour range, four hundred and fifty hour range, give or take. Um, but no, I spent a lot of time on on that game. Again, it's a it's a the whole entire reminisce nostalgia type of release and um i got mixed i have mixed feelings about it like instead of releasing a new ip like give the people diablo 4 i'm just gonna throw that out there um i wasn't a huge fan of diablo 3 or diablo or uh, reaper of souls um diablo 3 is the one we played together right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um yeah it was like okay it seemed a little uh, too easy maybe and... Maybe it wasn't. There's no real storyline. I guess you'd say. Uh, I, uh, I just, I just wasn't a huge fan, man. Like, I don't know if it was because I, I was. I don't know if it was because we we played on like the Switch or the Xbox or anything like that. But like, well, that was the Xbox. It was the Xbox, on. right? So yeah, I don't yeah. know if it was because it was on console that I didn't really like it that much. It could be, who knows? But I don't know. I, 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 I didn't feel that it clicked with me. So that's just my opinion. Um, but yeah, just the whole entire, they're bringing back nostalgia titles and people are going to jump on it. Like there's, there's people will definitely jump on it. It's just that I would like to play it, but I don't know by how much, like, I don't know how much time I could really dedicate on, but yeah, um, Blizzard is hitting some rocky roads right now. And we'll, when we get more information on where the lawsuits go and we will report back. So that's pretty much it on the Blizzard front. Um, HBO Max, our good old boy. HBO Max, the ones we know and love. Um, we good at. We love. We love them. We love. We absolutely love them. They're doing the right thing. They're doing the right thing to the people. Um, for the people. For the people. Uh, they have a Batman spinoff show, kind of in the works, and they actually just got their working title called Ark, and they're calling it Arkham. Um, no real details behind it, but 
if this were to take place in the Matt Reeves movie verse, um, I'd be, I would thoroughly enjoy it. And even if this was a, a TV show just on villains, just because it's called Arkham and this is just speculation, um, you call it Arkham, you're thinking Arkham Asylum, then you're thinking that it's a TV show all about villains, which I wouldn't mind at all. I, I think that would be great. What 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 are your thoughts on Sixer? I mean, I I think it would be a very interesting show if it was just based like on villains, their origins, their storyline. Because it's like, how many times can you just watch Batman beat the crap out of you know these villains? <laughs> yeah. Like Gotham, like I didn't really watch Gotham. I tuned in here and there, but that was like a very good. I thought that was a really cool perspective on like the city of Gotham, um, mostly for Detective Gordon, his storyline, and um, other villains. It made it like, oh, they have like this sense of humanity to them, you know? I guess that's what I'm saying. But like, if they literally just had like a show that was just like, you know, maybe. Especially if it's HBO, you know, like just they can do what they want, forty-five minutes to an hour, and it's just like, hey, this is these other people's story. This is like the things. What is it? Is it the thing or mudslide? Why do I keep thinking two different names? But whatever, you Clay- know what I'm talking about. Clayface. There you go, Clayface. Sorry, one bad. Clayface, like, how the hell did he become Clayface? You know, um, one of my favorite villains and. Batman is like, um, damn, why am I keep, I'm having brain farts right now. Come on, bro. He was in the Batman movie. Bane. Like, I, I feel like Bane's origin story is so good in the sense of like, well, it's been written different ways, but I just think his origin story is like super dope. Um, and like, even like Poison Ivy and stuff, like just like characters like that, like the Riddler. Like, was the Riddler just crazy to begin with, or was there something that happened to him? You know what I'm saying? Like, did something, like, drive him to it? Um, yeah. Like, I personally, I, I was a huge fan of Gotham. I actually finally committed at one point. I was like, no, what, I'm just going to burn through all of Gotham. Um, I did think one thing, I, and, and, and when I started watching it, like, I wasn't a... It was just thought, like, okay, this is pretty much a Batman show, but about, like, James Gordon. So, like, how good could it be? I was very wrong. It was amazing. Now, <laughs> well, you have all these, and mind you... No, who, and I understand. I started watching it, and people said, like, oh, you gotta continue watching it. It gets better. It's just one of those things I never went back to. Oh, my God, it gets so much better. Like, if you power through season one, it just gets so much yeah. better. So much better. Because, like, they're having an introduction about villains right like these are all and keep in mind like bruce wayne is still is still a child he he is still a child at this point but like they're bringing in villains that are probably with like within like bruce's age group so just by kind of looking at it um like some of these people like are like within his age group like selena kyle within his age group um but not uh penguin or riddler um, Poison Ivy, it gets kind of funky, but I'm just going to let you watch it to see what happened with that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was very, I enjoyed it. I, I really, I really did enjoy it. They, they made all the characters fit and fit well and really did 
give you a good perspective on how Gotham works, like from the standpoint of like the police department, because in every Batman movie ish, they always say like, oh, the police department's corrupted. We can't trust all these people. It's like you kind of see what happens, all the underhanded things that kind of happened. Well, yeah, that's like that's like but that's what I love about like shows or movies that show like the other side of things. That's why I would be interested in watching it, especially I, if it's just about like the villain aspect of it. I, I I would definitely give it a watch. But yeah, um, pretty excited with this Batman spinoff. Um, I'm curious if it'll actually fall into. I don't think it will be because this this show started without without including anything else when it was on the DC when it was on the DC universe um service um Titans a lot of this DC universe stuff came over to uh from DC universe to uh to Do HBO Max Titans? oh yeah absolutely season 3 just started I haven't, it's amazing I haven't I haven't watched it I I've, I've been thinking about watching it I honestly would watch it um season one is kind of hit or miss was kind of hit or miss for me but it wasn't it wasn't because of storyline i think it was because of character development that it was hit or miss for me but it was definitely it makes a sh- the episode episode one makes a very strong impact like you you can essentially commit yourself on episode one on how the show is going to come up again um i was just wasn't a huge fan of uh some of the char- character development items that they had um but otherwise like episode two uh season two is actually really good i i actually really enjoyed season two uh they just started season three uh i think there's like three episodes in right now dude it is amazing and i I highly highly advise watch it but yeah i don't think this is part of the the matt reeves verse or the Zack snyder verse like this is this their own independent like they have a not to spoil it for you they have a batman they have their own batman and yeah that's fine that's fine too that's totally fine with me but yeah i th- i think it's a i i i honestly advise watching it's it's definitely a good watch um a lot of things that came from that network were actually really good um swamp thing i don't swamp thing's not on it because i think swamp thing kind of released but didn't really release it was very weird on the whole entire uh swamp thing recording because there's some not legality but there's a lot of politics stuff that had to be figured out for that show but anyway um but yeah uh hbo max spinoff batman show titled arkham i hope it's about villains if it's not it's okay um but i'll definitely give it a shot um movie trailers uh venom let there be carnage please oh it was just so good well what had happened was i couldn't find the trailer and my boy over here sent it to me right before this podcast so i watched the right one i got the chills it oh felt good to see carnage and like to see like the thing that was a little surprising is spoiler alert like the trailer sort of shows how carnage comes about i guess because he bites um brock so he bites eddie brock um yeah essentially just (laughs) he he bites eddie brock just for funsies um but then he's like oh that doesn't taste like blood and it's like what probably just bit this dude so it's like oh does venom literally travel in blood too like i and the one big thing about it that i enjoyed was that you have 
Woody Harrelson coming up as as Cletus Cassidy. I'm kind of glad that they ditched the wig. I'm kind of happy about that. Yes, totally, totally. Um, yes, I'm, I'm, I am very glad that they ditched the wig because that wig, when you for the um, the Venom uh, post credit scene, was not helping his situation at all. Um, I don't think. Ah, I, I just take that wig. You take Woody Harrelson. It just doesn't seem right, you know. It just it, it just don't seem right. Yeah. yeah, but like I think I also like this trailer because like it shows that. Hmm. What am I trying to say? It shows that his like he's actually going to be acting. You get what I'm saying? Like he's not just going to be like <laughs> like he literally was like he showed scenes of him acting as Carnage in uh you know Cletus Cassidy instead of just like the other trailers were just him like saying random stuff. This was like oh he's going to be legit, <laughs> even though he is um... a legit actor. No, like they're not showing him in a comedic role. It feels like a lot of the roles he ends up playing is more of a comedic role. But this, I hope this comes up as a serious role, to be honest. Like, I really just hope this is just a serious role. That's the thing. I think it's going to be a serious role of him acting, but he has to act crazy. You get what I'm saying? I kind of get it. I kind of get it. It's going to be on that border where it's like, oh, dude, like, R.I.P., like Heath Ledger's Joker, I think that's what I'm. I'm trying to get at. I think I definitely think it's going to be a level of such, and I would honestly enjoy it. Um, but the one big thing about this trailer for me was um, Carnage's character model. Like that, his character model looked amazing. Like it was very oh, reminiscent. No. Oh yeah, it was very reminiscent of his comic good. book action. It was great. I I thoroughly. I like it. how it's not. I like how it's not just looking like another Venom, if that makes sense. Because, like, even Riot, Riot sort of was just, oh, it, it's Venom, but gray. Yeah, it was a Riot was, le, Riot was legitimately, hey, it's Venom, but gray, and his face was kind of, like, narrow and whatnot. And I'm like, I yeah. wasn't really behind it. But it's like, here they're showing <laughs> Carnage, like, this, you know, Carnage is skinnier. He's red, and he has a different, like, like that white, then black, then red face pattern. Oh, going. God, I love it. I love so it. So it's like, they literally actually did what they were supposed to do. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely love it. He, he's definitely more comic book accurate. Um, Kind of like how everyone's kind of waiting for Venom to come up with the, the, the spider logo on his chest, eventually. Um, but I'm sure that's further down the line. But yeah, his character model looks great. Um, the the trailer in itself was getting kind of crazy in terms of Carnage pretty much pins a cop against the wall, and he. Oh uh, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. Honestly, I don't want to say it because I'd rather just people go watch it. I'd rather just people go, go watch, watch this trailer. trailer. This final trailer was great. It was absolutely great. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. But yeah, I'm 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 really hyped for it. It's very there's a lot of things that could happen in this movie. Um you have Venom going toe to toe with Carnage, and I love the whole entire Venom like quick banter. It's like, oh man, that's a red one. Like he's it's never the fact it's that like, it's still yeah, and it's like the fact that it's still it. there too, you know, right? Between him and Brock too. Like it's the fact that it's still there, like they're still not on the same page. It's like 
before it's like, what the hell is this in the first movie? And here it's just like, all right, we're working to figure out what's going on here between the two of us still, you know? It's like, I, I would still kind of rank it as like a really good buddy cop movie. Like, that's that's what I would kind of rank it as right now. Um, but again, that we know who the antagonist is, and the main antagonist is amazing. Woody Harrelson has carnage. Like, what else do you want at this I'm, point? I, I don't want to make any speculations, but I feel like Carnage can't be killed in this movie. Uh, I don't think he'll be killed. He's he's too long-standing of a character. I... No, 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 that's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying, like, I don't want them to, like... The end of the movie, they have to put some sort of like, what is the word? Some type of. You want you want them to wear plot armor oh, is what you're saying. Yeah, like some open ended like ooh ooh like ooh like what? Yeah, like if it, it, it feels like Carnage is definitely one of those type of characters that's going to have plot armor. And just to clarify, what plot armor is, um, it's pretty much like one of these characters. Like this is this character is not going to die. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very, it's, it's, it's very interesting, but yeah, it feels like Carnage will have that plot armor that they would want to utilize Carnage in another, in another, uh, IP of any sort, like in another movie or another TV, somewhere, somewhere in the universe, they'll probably want to reuse him again because he's just that big of a character. Speaking of plot armor, next topic, Suicide Squad review, James Gunn's okay. Suicide Squad. You like that? You like that transition? Um, yeah, I do. I the, do like it. The 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 tagline of this movie, um, don't get too attached. Um, so this movie literally is like, you think this character has plot armor, they don't. So in this section of the podcast, I'm just gonna let you know that most of the topics that we're gonna have, there's there's going to be yes, that'll too soon. Um, but yeah, there will be spoilers of the Suicide Squad. Spoiler! There we go. So, uh, yeah, just forewarning. Um, watch watch Suicide Squad the movie. Come back. Honestly, this is a, and then the first thing I'm gonna lead about it is uh this was a great improvement compared to the old one. Um, I actually enjoyed it. I had no desire to really watch it. You, you forced my thumb. The people. I didn't force the you. People. I didn't force you anything. The, that is your. That is your sworn the people, duty. The people. The people. The people did. The people did not force they you. Needed that is your, me. They, they needed me to watch this movie so I could comment on it. So I did it for you guys. The people. You're making. But I enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot better than the first one. It was like great to like even just to pass your time, even if you're not interested. It's just it was good. Um, it was it was good. I honestly thought even more than like a pass your time. To, I don't know. Maybe we definitely have. We probably have different views on this. We have um, different views, but no. I, I even more than pass the time. Like it was enjoyable, and I would I would recommend people to watch it if that's what you need me to say. I don't need you to say anything. You just say your thoughts, man. But I'm not saying like that's that's how I feel. Like I would say, you know, go watch it. It's definitely better than the first one. Like it's totally different. Blah, blah, blah. Like that's what I would say. I I can definitely tell you that I purposely watched this at least twice, maybe three times, that just to see like if there's anything I missed. But like I honestly thoroughly enjoyed have? it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I all the characters were great plot devices, and then their tagline again like. 
like don't get too attached it's pretty much like games games of throne level like don't get attached to characters and yeah I, I have to say yeah and i and i and i thoroughly enjoyed that that there are characters in this movie that you would think there's characters that came back from the first movie so this isn't like is this isn't a reboot but like it's not really a sequel as well but it just so happens that a lot of the characters came back from the original movie um Amanda Waller, aka The Wall, uh, Rick Flag, Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, like they all came back from the original movie to do this. Um, Will Smith, not in this movie, did not get recasted with, did not recast uh, Deadshot, which I'm very happy about. Did like that? I actually like that. I really do. They got, they got, they got my man Crush Monday, Idris Elba, in there as. Uh, uh, it, it was Crush it was, Monday. Huh? Yeah, it's my. Yeah, it's Idris Elba. Come on now. Tell, tell me he's not uh, your man no, crush Monday either. I listen, I'm not arguing, bro. There you go. He That's made the movie for me, okay? Yeah, he, he played Bloodsport, which is pretty much similar to Deadshot. It's just a guy that could do stuff well. Um, same thing with... Does everything. Does everything well. Um, same thing with uh, Peacemaker, how they were describing Peacemaker. Um, yeah, I have to give John Cena props. I really liked his acting in here. Like, even though... Like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, he had he had his moments, and like, just one of my favorite scenes was between him and Easy Salvador. Yeah. When was, they go through the it was the shoot it was the shoot off one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah accidental yeah. enemy camp. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like the fact that John Cena said "fuck" was like the greatest thing ever to me. I was like. I officially like this movie now. Like I would, because yeah, it because it's it great. because it's John Cena. John Cena was like the face of the. He was the face. He was a face and the face of the WWE. And just to just to hear him curse kind of made it worth worth it for me. I, I was a I was a big fan of it. And again, like you have this whole entire cast, like you have this whole entire lead up of everything, and people just start dying, which is great because like nobody. Okay, I'm not going to say nobody. I'm going to say a couple of people had plot armor for this movie. Idris Elba, pretty sure did. Uh, Peacemaker, we knew. Um, John Cena's Peacemaker, we knew he had plot armor because he's actually getting a spinoff series on uh, on HBO Max, um, which is great. And it's also directed by... And it's also produced, and some of the episodes are directed by James Gunn, which, again, ah, James D- James Gunn made this movie. Like he was this. This was great. Like, oh no, I love how it was done. Like for people who haven't seen the movie, it was literally like a scene will happen, and like before they move on, they'll show you like what everybody else is doing, and then it's like that's how these two scenes connect. And I'm like, oh, that was perfect. Like when um, spoiler alert, when Pete Finker was about to kill the the rat girl. Which one? I'm trying to Peacemaker. Think. Oh, yeah, 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 the yeah, yeah, rat yeah. Girl. And then, like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, eight minutes earlier or ten minutes earlier. And then it's when they were planting the bombs. And then, like, all this stuff went down. And then all you see is Bloodsport pretty much falling every single floor. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, these two scenes connect because, look, Bloodsport's now on the ground level. <laughs> like, what the hell's going on here? First of all, that scene of him just falling down through the tower was just hilarious and i'm like 
I would want to try that in real life and see how that works. I feel like it would not and would at the same time, though. They made it very believable because I was thinking about it, too, while I was watching the scene because you're hitting floor by floor, but technically you're getting more cushion while you're going down because you're stopping sooner than later. So, But I also feel like you'd probably break your legs. I, I would also think so, too, because you're still dropping a full... You're still dropping, like, a floor down. On your the story is, like, 14 feet, I think. Give or take. And then, but you're still falling. You're getting cushioned. It's kind of like the theory of like falling in an elevator. Like, does have you ever? Do have you, you jump? Yeah, like people do. You, if you jump, do you think you'd save yourself? Like that, that kind uh, of thing. As weird as it sounds, I literally saw an article the other day that told you what to do if an elevator ever like was falling. Do we save that for uh, our I think, right? I, Yeah, I don't remember what it said, but I'm pretty sure the the it was the plea complete opposite of what i thought and i'm like eh, i would still do what i thought would right it was better so. this this feels comfortable to me and then i will try this pretty much yeah so. but yeah it was a, again the movie overall was great james gunn did an amazing job and if you actually just kind of look at who is in it james gunn literally brought everybody from his marvel movies almost everyone from his marvel movies over anyone that he's worked with and guardians of gal guardians of the galaxy a lot of them were in this movie which was hilarious to me um but yeah i was a, i was a huge fan of what james Conn can do um pete davidson was very weird to me with the weird pete davidson see look and here's the thing like a lot of characters were hyped up and like you would see um if you recall back to the trailers of suicide squad you'd see all the actors um the one youtuber i forgot i keep on forgetting his name that he played javelin um uh, Pete Davidson as Blackguard, like they're talking about the movie. It's like you were in this movie for probably like four minutes, not even. Maybe it was fifteen. Maybe because they did have the flashback. They had the flashback with that's where walking around and you meet all those idiots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's also true. So that's I, that's why I would give it fifteen. That's okay. We'll give it fifteen. But yeah, it was it was very. Every character is essentially disposable. It was one of those, like, they threw, a, they, threw a, they threw a curveball. They, they sort of try to do a Marvel thing. You know, like when Marvel took the Hulk out of the Iron Man suit out of uh, Infinity Wars, out of their commercials. But then you find out he's actually in it. And then they took people out of, you know, walking to the time machine loop in um, Endgames. We sort of try to throw you for a loop here by Suicide Squad. Yeah, it was very as a lot of it was very deceptive on like pretty much who would be making it out pretty much, and honestly, it was great. Like how they treated every character was amazing. How how Amanda Waller played was pretty dope. You don't see a lot of Amanda Waller that much in this movie, but she's. She played her role pretty much. She she played Dude, her role. But like, I'm sorry. What what's her name again? I I know her name. I should know her name. Viola Davis. Uh, Viola Davis. She is oh, a great great actress. Because like even like she makes you really believe like she does not give a fuck about nobody. And it was great. Part of the French, but she literally comes off like, all right, kill him. I don't care if you die. That's not my concern. Like. She comes off so stone cold, ice in my veins. Don't care. I I I definitely loved her role inside the movie. Like even when 
so pretty much if you take the original scene from uh from the first suicide squad and she like mercs her whole entire team when she was about to finish the mission she kills everyone in the room it's like you take that and you just kind of not keep on notching that up and that was essentially what happened in in, in this role <laughs> yeah but yeah again um looks like uh James Gunn brought in a lot of people that actually has done work in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, Sean Gunn was brought back. You actually see him do a cameo as Calendar Man, but he's also the mocap for Weasel. Um, which was really funny because Sean Gunn's also the mocap for uh, Rocket Raccoon in, 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 in some scenes, which is really funny. Wow. Oh, yeah. Sean Gunn's in a lot of stuff. Um, they brought in... Uh, Mantis. Oh, I keep on forgetting her name too, but she's actually in the Suicide Squad movie. The the person that played uh, Mantis. Uh, what's her the name? The Asian chick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who else she need to play? Uh, there's actually. It's... Do you know the scene? Oh, I I'm absolutely not going to try to pronounce her name because it is way too much for me. Um. But she plays. Do you know the bar? Do you know the scene that they're in the bar and just kind of waiting for a thinker? Oh yeah, to try yeah, to yeah, yeah, up? yeah. She was one of the dancers. She was one of the dancers at the oh, bar. Oh, didn't know that. Again, didn't even pay attention to that. You are just missing out on. You're just you're not just that missing, out, missing, you're missing out. out man. Just like I was, I was in, I was in the zoo and I was, I was watching what was going on. But yeah, like you have for paying attention to the movie again. You have God forbid. You you missed her part. Come on now. But you have a lot of characters. You have a lot of actors that are in here. Michael Rooker loved him as Savant. Um, you figure out what happens to Savant at one point. Um, Taika Waititi. I was very surprised that he was in this movie, but it was also great. Um, if anyone kind of missed it, uh, Taika Waititi played Ratcatcher, the original one. So I guess Ratcatcher one. She played the guys. Uh, the the girl's father. Um, again, very surprised that he was in this movie as well. Yeah, it just felt like a lot of people from Guardians were in, or a decent amount of people from Guardians were in this movie, and it was great. Um, the direction that James Gunn put it up for this movie. I feel like James Gunn's it. at MO, though, right? I think James Gunn just likes working with people he's familiar with and that knows like he can get the job done. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even if they were for cameos, like, you would just go ahead and just kind of do it, you know? Um, yeah. Then you have, uh, and again, the whole entire, how the movie was formatted. Like, I loved how the transitional scenes, like, when when they're switching over to the next scene. So when you had the scene of uh, Bloodsport, Red Flag, and Peacemaker in the truck, they got captured right out of the bar. Oh, man, yeah. Start blew up, and then, and they... And everything goes up in smoke, but the smoke comes up with letters saying, um, "No, it's like fire first. That's yep. what it was. It was. It was. It was fire. fire like finish the mission or whatever. And then it was like the second part went away. Mission. It says rescue Harley. Harley. <laughs> Which just the transition here. Um, Margot Robbie's portrayal of Harley in this movie. I loved it so much more." It was so much better than the yeah. Movie. It was so much. You know what? I I never saw Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey were a little was a little hit or miss for me. Um, okay, okay. I think, that's interesting. I th- well, I, I love how was... she was. I love how she portrayed herself in this movie, like Harley Quinn. 
she definitely. But I think they did it. They set it up so well, like with the way the storyline went for just her, of her like getting captured and X, Y, and Z, everything that happens to her. They set it up perfectly. Like, yo, this girl's crazy. <laughs> well, they definitely gave her a lot more action scenes in this one, um, and they didn't have to rely on like over sexualizing Harley Quinn. So. She gave they gave her a lot of action scenes in this, which I actually really enjoyed, as opposed to the uh, the original Suicide Squad, because it felt like in the original Suicide Squad they're just making her to be more. She was a plot device, but more eye candy plot device kind of sorta. Well, and that's the thing, because like even in this one, like when they first leave or whatever, like when she gets captured, I forgot what she was wearing, but I remember when they give her the dress and dress her up, like Mm -hmm. the. the dress never gets any shorter, never gets tattered or anything. It's just like, oh, she's still covered. It was so like it was it was elegant, and, and yeah. I, I I highly enjoyed that. Um, and the fact that like her scenes, her solo scenes, her solo scenes were great. I I really loved them. And again, the cinematography of it, it's like this is a James Gunn movie. Like you know, this is a James Gunn movie. Yeah, and that like oh, the guy's talking about his plan to be like, hey, look, you're talking about killing children. And just like pops around into him, and I'm like, "Wow, <laughs> did not yeah, expect that this." Was like, fun. really, I didn't expect that to happen because I'm like, Wait, "What?" Like, I was just like, "What the hell is going on?" Like, this is the middle of the movie. She's not gonna be able to escape. Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, what, what are they doing? And again, like, I I enjoyed the banter between the reoccurring characters because, like, it was something that felt familiar, you know. Um, from the from the first movie, minus Captain yeah, Boomerang. I, I, We're not going to mention that, what happened to Captain Boomerang, but continue. But like that's the thing. I feel like Harley Qu- like Harley Quinn because of what the commander Rick Flag. like because of those yeah Rick flagged. Um, I liked it because they also made Deadsport, Bloodsport. Blood sorry, they made Bloodsport. Like yeah, I know him. I I I've I've gone on missions with him before. Like, you know, X, Y, and Z. So, like, when he's like, oh, who are we rescuing? This Harley Quinn girl? He's like, yeah, we're, we're going. And he's like, we need her. And he's like, she's just like, hi, what are you guys doing? And he's like, what What the? And she's like, she already escaped and everything. <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's like, a waste of time. Like, the, by, the time, by the time you got to that point, when she kind of reunites with Flag, it's just pretty much like she's had her whole entire action scene. She's pretty much, like, cleared a whole entire building of people. And the fact yeah. and the fact that she holds on to this javelin the whole entire time is hilarious. Oh, so far. I loved it. I love that she held on to this javelin the whole entire time of this movie until she's like, this has a purpose. I don't know the purpose. I don't know what the purpose is. He told me that he's his javelin. And then the one, well, but the point is when she escapes, I felt that was one of the funniest things where she's like, well, I can go back inside and we could, you guys can, and I'm like, yo, this, this girl's crazy. This I, girl's legit. I, I loved it. I absolutely, she's like, I can go back inside and we can do it. You can, you, you, you can go ahead and do the plan. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, Margot Robbie had definitely had her a lot better of a role in this movie. Um, a lot more badassery. Um, yeah, and, and again, it, it didn't feel like a plot side story like it did in the first Suicide Squad it was pretty much like Harley Quinn was there, and that's the only reason why Jared Leto's Joker was going to be in the movie because of Harley Quinn existed inside inside of this movie. Um, but I also think it was because they tried to cram way too many storylines inside of the original Suicide Squad. Again, there is an uncut 
uncut version somewhere in the universe of the original Suicide Squad. Those people. I'm just saying, there's there's such thing as the director. I listen. After Snyder's cut, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. I I, I definitely would love to see the direction the first one would have went because again, if you take these and you kind of compare them, like it is this is apples and oranges type stuff, and it's with the same IP, so. Um, this is just no, like that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like these directors or actors, I guess, you know, they come out with, they come with this movie, this stuff, this direction, and I feel like, unfortunately, Warner Brothers is being stupid with what they have. If that makes any sense, like you see how Marvel has done it, you see how Marvel and Disney are doing it, and I feel like two things—they're either rushing it or they're throwing out just garbage to be like we threw out a movie i wouldn't you get say what I, was saying? I wouldn't say all of it is garbage again there is no some no speculation i'm saying all of it is garbage but it, i feel like a lot of it's like rushed where it's like no nah, okay because we both agree when we watch this the snyder cut it's like why will like all right there's a few things here and there that you could have taken out but like that movie made so much more sense than what you gave the people. You gave them like a rushed version of the movie trying to sum it up and da 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 da. Like, yo, if you, I guess like to me, is like, if you're worried about making a four hour movie or a three hour movie, like, I'm sorry, Lord of the Rings, those are three three hour movies, right? My whole thing is like, if you make a good enough movie, people will sit there and watch it and not care that it's four hours. Like if you dumped an inner mission in it, I wouldn't be mad, but but yeah, it, it was yeah, very... like even that, but yeah. like even if like people, if you even if you just give people like yo, this is what you're going into. It's gonna be a four hour movie. It's gonna be a 15, 20 minute intermission in the middle of it. That's what you're getting. I'm just saying, like you know, what? like it's like okay, well that's what I'm getting into. I better cut out four hours out of my day. But it's like I would rather watch a whole movie that's actually good and has makes sense and has context to it than be like, wow, I just wasted an hour and a half to two hours of my life watching total garbage. Well, I think that's how I felt with the original Suicide Squad. I know you feel differently, but the original Suicide Squad made no damn sense to me. Oh no, the original Suicide Squad made zero sense. But like, and here's the thing that I hate that much. I hate I hate a little bit more. It's because there are characters in the original Suicide Squad that they that would have developed very well and I would have enjoyed seeing in other IPs. Like Katana, I would like to see Katana in another movie, honestly. I like I like that. Kits- I, I feel like if the first one was actually good, I feel like you would have got um Will Smith to come back. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you would have got people other people to probably either sign on or come back. Oh yeah, I don't. I'm not sure why. Like, I'm not going to speculate. I'm not sure why Will Smith. I'm not going to speculate either. But I'm just saying, in a sense, like to me, I feel like Will Smith was just like, yeah, I'm good. He had a, he had <laughs> a he had a good role in there as Deadshot, and he uh, he honestly played Deadshot in a good role. I think he play. I th- I honestly think he played Deadshot as a very good role, like. That's how Deadshot should be played. That's what I thought. Um, again, with the decision of not recasting Deadshot with Idris Elba, because one, would be really messed up. Right, it keeps it, was, it open. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, so like, 
And also, just a, not to veer off too much off the topic, that uh, Idris Elba would actually like to do a prequel movie for as as Deadshot on why he was in why he was uh, at Bell Reeve because he was at Bell Reeve because he shot Superman with a kryptonite bullet. That was the only reason why that's why he was in Bell Reeve at the time. You mean Bloodsport? Bloodsport, yeah. No, he was in Bell yeah, Reeve. Right. He was in Bell Reeve for shooting for shooting. Uh, yeah, blood for it. You said that shot. Did I? Yeah. It's okay. I'm I'm here. I'm here for the people to understand and to correct you. That's why I'm here for you, buddy. Technically, I said Idris Elba, but anyway. Yeah, technically you said that shot, but mm. we're not gonna argue live on air. That's cool. But uh, but yeah, he he would like to do a, he would like to do a prequel movie, on like why he he shot Superman. Which would be interesting. It, I would, I would say, it I would, would be say. interesting, bro. Because, like, dude, like, honestly, like, DC has, like, the foundation to do things properly, but it's just, like, they're not executing it right. Like, I, dude, what's his face? I, I don't know his name, but as Deathstroke? Like, come on, bro. That, ooh. Um, I forgot his name. You know, he had a little cameo, and it was going around, and he was Deathstroke. Mm, I'm trying to recall his name. Uh, it was oh was, uh, oh Joe yeah. uh, Joe Magliano. He's a big yeah yeah yeah. Side note: He's a really big D and D nerd, and I and I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm just saying, like him as the role of Deathstroke. Give me an origins movie on that, or just give me a Batman movie of him and a real Batman going at it, just duking it out. No, I would enjoy it, but that would also that would also essentially be involved in the uh, the uh, Snyder, not the Snyderverse, but like in the in the uh, well, in that rendition of Batman, which they're not they're not coming back with it. Let's just let's just all be real about it. They're not coming back with it. They're gonna have to rebuild the whole entire cast all over again because, um. Who there's a couple of people just not coming back to do those movies again. Oh no, and I totally understand it. But like that's my that's my piece about it. But uh you, yeah, we 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 veered, we veered off way too much. We, we we veered off way too much about this. So back on the Suicide Squad review. Um but yeah, I definitely uh, Margot Robbie definitely did a great job. Uh, Idris Elba did a, really, did a really good job. My personal favorites was uh, was uh, King Shark. I loved King. First of I all, I love King, King Shark. Shark. I absolutely love King Shark, and it's hilarious that it's hilarious that um, Sylvester Stallone voiced him, which is really funny. But like someone else also mocapped him. But like he yeah, was just, great. he was. Um, I th- I I I think King Shark's role was a great comedic relief in there. Um, because you just like, got to have that one CG person just full blown CG, kind of like the Hulk. He pretty much played like the Hulk in Avengers. I mean that, and like to me, the thing about his role too that was like great was he. It's not like he was just there for. Giggles, it was literally like he served the purpose. Like he serves the purpose. Like he is sort of OP as a No, he was I guess he he was definitely suicide built. squad member. Yeah. He, he was so built like as it's strong just like one. so 
funny, like, the way that he was portrayed, I guess you'd say. I enjoyed it. Honestly, there are, there are honestly two characters in this movie that if the movie didn't have them, it wouldn't really change anything, but it was great to have them, I personally think, was King Shark and uh, Polka Dot Man. Like, literally, these characters did not have... If you take the scenes out of the... If you took these character scenes out of the movie, like, none of the movie would have really changed. But I feel that they were part of... They were the best part of the movie. Was some of the best parts of the movie involved King Shark. No, no, Pokemon. no. The, I think Pokemon Man was... I actually enjoyed his character. I enjoyed his character. Because, like... I guess, like, for me, it's just, like, one of those... Um, I feel like Pokemon Man is always one of those uh, trivia questions about, like, which one is a real Batman villain, and everyone always gets it wrong. I don't know if you know that. So, like, I just found it, like, super funny that I found it cool to actually see somebody actually portray Pokemon Man in a movie. It was like, yes, awesome. Like, this is the weirdest villain to get portrayed in, in, a, in a movie. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, and it was absolutely great for the fact that, like, again, it's Pokemon Man. And I was like, okay, yeah. well, like, going into it, it's like, how good does this be? Um, David, I keep on, I keep on mispronouncing his last name. David Dasmalchian. Uh, God, I keep on butchering his name. Sure. But, um, but yeah, first of all, only actor to play in every cinematic universe. Just, I'm just going to throw that out there right now. In all, in all, both Marvel and DC renditions of the cinematic universe. Um, played a great role as Polka Dot Man. You got to see the fact that he sees his mother and everyone is hilarious. That. And that you actually got to, got that POV of him. Just, of just and like, he got that backstory about like his mother like experimented on him and all his all his siblings siblings like I actually like was like what like really like it gives you it, it gives you like oh I'm interested in this character like that's what I actually like honestly going into the movie like I didn't think I'd pay much attention to him but like again honestly he was one of the characters in the movie that I personally enjoyed and I thought was one of the best parts of the movie like again him and King Shark. Like they added, it again. If you took their scenes out, it feels like it wouldn't really matter as much. Like too much of the, too much of the plot wouldn't really change. But with them inside the movie, it just made it ten times better. Yeah, it was lovable, bro. I'm not gonna lie. They like, made it. I'm they made the movie. They gave the movie that. That uh not taking itself too serious parts, you know? Like, it would be, like, intense action, and then you're just like, oh, this is getting heavy, and then it's just like, oh, one of them would say or do something like, oh, coffee, coffee. Yeah, like, it was very... The whole entire banter about Milton was great. I loved it. Do you recall that part? About Milton? Yeah. Did you not recall... Who the Milton? <laughs> That's actually the joke of it. Um, because they're they're in the tower, so they're oh, so they're Milton. in the tower. Oh, the driver. Yeah, Copy. like they're in the tower. And they're they planting thought, bombs. Then, uh, so Harley thought he was Milton. No, he thought Harley thinks that uh, Bloodsport was Milton, and they're like, "Who's Milton?" Oh. He's like, "He's been with us the whole time. He sacrificed uh, himself oh, yeah, for us." The driver just randomly, the driver randomly just came out with them too. That was sort of like you know what that reminded me of Deadpool two. In what context? That guy. Wasn't there just some random guy 
on the X Force <laughs> or whatever in Deadpool too. I never saw the whole movie. Uh, I'm really trying to figure out who you're talking about. Are you talking about the cab driver, Dopinder? I might be wrong. I might be wrong. Don't listen to me. Well, they did have a cab driver. The cab driver named Dopinder. Do you? Do you... Yeah, they had him. No, nah, not so the I'm cab driver. There's another dude. Well, keep in mind that I'm not going to say spoiler because Deadpool Two has been. Are, are you talking about original Deadpool or like Deadpool Two? Deadpool Two. They had. I'm trying to figure out who you who you're who you're talking about because pretty much everyone out of uh, everyone out of X Force pretty much died except for uh, what's his name. Um. I forgot his name. But he's the one without powers? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, okay, now I'm figuring it out. But but yeah, it was, it was really funny that they just kind of had to banter back and forth. And they're like, who's Milton? And then Bloodsport, Idris Elba was like, Milton was with us? Like, why did he just yeah, stay in the car? But he, he, was, he was helping planting bombs. So it was, it was, it was funny. It was amusing. I like that part. But, um... But yeah, it was nice that they kind of call back with all the characters that are kind of there. Again, there's a bunch of confusing parts in the movie. Honestly, the one big thing that confused the heck out of me was Mongal dying from the helicopter. And I couldn't figure out why, because Mongal is like the daughter of Mongol. And he is a Superman supervillain. And how did she die from a helicopter crash is beyond me. Because she's essentially yeah, an alien. That was weird. I couldn't understand that. I was like, "How did she die?" I thought she had like Caesar strength and like tough, like tough skin in the sense of she can take bullets. She does. So I, That's I, was, why I was confused. I, I was confused I, of that too. I, I was I was very confused of that. So I was like, "How did Mongol die from a helicopter crash?" And then also in that beginning part, I feel like no one used their abilities at all. So that confused the crap out of me. Nathan like, Fillion did. Nathan Fillion absolutely did. Which is great. He played, uh, and uh, if you don't know who Nathan Villian is, um, first of all, amazing actor and a bunch of stuff. Firefly being one of them. Firefly, if you have not watched, go watch, please. Um, he was in, um, he was a TDK, the detachable kid. He was the guy that sends out his arms uh, and starts like slapping yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. And I love how he got, his arms got shot, but like he started like bleeding out as well too, which also confused me. But I, th I think he had played a great role in it. I enjoyed it. There's a lot, again, there's a lot of actors that were in this movie that played a lot of sub characters that were amazing. Again, I'm a huge fan of uh, Nathan Billion. Um, him playing TDK was great and it was just hilarious because they make it look like they cut to the scene. They're like, okay, deploy TDK. And, and they make it look like in this computer and it's just large ring and like, okay, you're in within range. Go do it. And you're looking for some big dramatic thing. No, he just like snaps his arms off and his arms just float through the enemy and just starts slapping him around. Yeah, just, yeah that was, that was weird. To that, me. that was great. I loved it. I actually loved that part. And I, know, I, was like, I know you did. And again, and then did anyone look if the weasel can swim? And everyone just looks at each other, which is great. So there's a lot of there's a lot of good points. It was it was funny. Uh, I think one of the grueliest deaths in that initial scene was all was uh Pete Davison's because of how gruesome it was. 
So I just get shot in the face. Yeah, and like this whole entire face explodes kind of sort of, which was like ridiculous. And I was like, okay, that worked. But yeah, it was, I think all the cast played it out well in terms of their role within the movie. Because again, like some of these people you only see for like five, ten minutes, not even. And the whole entire movie altogether was great. Like, King Shark was great. Uh, Polka Dot Man was great. He's like, I'm a superhero. And then I thought Polka Dot Man had plot armor. I really did. I really hoped he did. Yo, honestly, that that sort of hurt me. That sort of hurt at the end. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I was just like, I thought like when we got into that final Like that final lineup, I thought that was it. When they had to make the choice of, you know, let the starfish go crazy or leave, I thought everyone had a plot on them at that point. That's what. You made it to the final. They they made it. They made it to the final. First of all, the fact that Starro was the main like protagonist at the end of it was amazing. I never would think that would be would use. Well, obviously we saw in the trailers that Starro was going to be the the uh, the villain, pretty much the main protagonist, yeah, the end so protagonist. Weird. But like so the disgusting. fact the fact that they picked Starro was like it's so disgusting. It's so abstract, and I love it because Starro is actually oh. the first enemy of the Justice League. They fight the Justice League first, and. Again, Starro, I loved it. I absolutely Wars loved it. and stuff, they, like flying out. They, yeah, that's what that's what Starro does. He literally just brain can like mind controls people with mini Starros. Just icky, disgusting. It's icky. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. But yeah, since they took a protagonist like that is the most abstract protag- protagonist that you could really find is essentially Starro, the Conqueror, which was ridiculous. Um. But yeah, I, I honestly, oh man, it was a great enemy. I think it was a great enemy because you have the Suicide Squad versus, and the fact that it just, they just throw it on the screen, just Star of the Conqueror versus the Suicide Squad, and I'm like, this is pretty much what the movie led up to do. Like this is the, <laughs> this is the conflict. Like you never mess with Starro throughout most of the movie, and then it's just a full like what probably like 10, 15 minutes of them fighting Starro, and it's great. I absolutely loved it. Like. You have you have uh, Bloodsport just kind of cheering everyone on, like, "Oh, you go do this, you go do this, you go do this." Um, but it was it was it was great. It, it was it was absolutely great. So, what's your ranking? Um, of this whole entire movie, first of all, we're we're missing a lot of we're missing a lot of uh, there there's 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 some things we're kind of missing that. What are we missing? The thinker. I think the thinker. Uh, the thinker was a little weird, bro. He was weird to me, but I thought he was like, I don't know. I think it was funny and disgust. It was justified the way he died. I guess you'd say. (laughs) Well, I was a huge fan. I was a huge fan of the thinker because I think it was very comic book accurate. Second. Um, I'm a big Peter Capaldi fan. I am a huge Peter Capaldi fan. If you don't know who Peter Capaldi is, Peter Capaldi, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
you need to watch uh there's there's a couple of things you're gonna have to watch let me bring it up let me bring up the whole entire list one big thing first yeah, so. yeah. bring up list but now the thinker was cool it was like a cool i guess like i don't even know how sub enemy i don't know or whatever just in the sense that like she was so weird I, I thoroughly he enjoyed him. He was still weird, but I think, like, when they captured him with, like, his funny parts, because he's like, you guys are idiots. Like, what are you... <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, you think just driving in there with me? Like, and that what? And, and that's going to be it, right? Like, it was... That plan... That part of the plan definitely was kind of weird, and it was definitely improvised, and it was definitely, like, this is not supposed to work. But, but yeah. Uh, Thinker, Peter Capaldi... Um, Doctor Who. I don't know if there's anyone that's a fan of Doctor Who, but oh, I'm a big fan of Doctor Who. But um, his role in there—it's pretty much his role in there was more of a transition role of getting between overthrow possible government to fighting Starro. So without his place, without his transition in there, like it never would have got to where it got, or it shouldn't have gotten. Yeah, no, I totally understand that. Um, but yeah, Suicide Squad. There's there's a lot to talk about on it, to be honest, but man, it was good. It was amazing. Again, from casting to from from casting to story, plot armor, everything, all of the surprises, all the gotcha moments, like it was great. So now, Sangsta, what would you give it? What yes. would you rate it? Um I'm gonna have to go seven out of ten. Really? Yeah, I'm. It's, I don't know how to say. Like, I liked it. I didn't love it, but I liked it more than I don't know how. To, I don't, if there's a word between like and love. That's where I was at with it. But like, I I liked the direction. I liked everything about it. It was just like. Sometimes I just found myself being like, "Okay, let's hurry up." Like some parts, I was just like, oh, "All right, let's let's rush this part." Like, if that makes any sense. But like, I like I like the bar scene. That was funny as hell when they're just like sitting there drinking. Like I like Callie put like these moments in there, but then I was also like, "This movie probably doesn't have to be this long." It was weird. It was like the opposite of the first one for me, where it's like they gave me details, they gave me background stories, they gave me X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, oh, it's cool, like it. But yeah, for me, I think it was a seven out of ten. And like, I would recommend people to go see it. And I just can't tell you why I can't. Like, it's not that I can't. It's just like I just don't see it being higher to me than a seven. No, fair, fair, fair. I, I think what I would rate, honestly, I think I would rate it an eight, but. I feel kind of biased on it because. Look, you said an eight and you come at me off of my seven one. Hey man, the, 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 that point makes a difference out of ten. That's a that's a, a tenth <laughs> of a score, man. But yeah, I, I think I would give it an eight because again, maybe I'm because I'm biased, but I thoroughly enjoy James Gunn movies, and it, this was modeled and this was put together very well. But um oh yeah, one more thing on it. Um Daniela Melchior Melchior? 
I can't pronounce her last name. I have a problem with sure. last name saying. Uh, the girl that played Ratcatcher 2, in love with her. I'm just going to say that. I you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she made a good part of the movie. It, she, 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 she was like the humanity of the movie, uh, pretty much. But I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. But, yeah, Su- Suicide Squad, if you have not watched, please go watch and enjoy. And then just let her know how you liked it. Um, next review, actually, Marvel's What If Episode 1. How did you feel on it? All honesty, I had no desire to see this. Not really? one bit. You did not want to watch it at all. Um, it's not that I didn't watch it. I just didn't. I didn't like. What's the words? Didn't want I to watch it. I wasn't like excited about it. If that makes sense, like it was like okay, like it come out. I'll see. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess. Like I wasn't like I didn't have like in. I wasn't wanting to see it like i wasn't anticipating it like i wasn't like oh man i really want to see this movie see the show i can't wait for it to come out i just wasn't like super super hyped yeah hyped about it but then but then i watched it dude i th- i thought i thought it was amazing i like loved everything about it and um spoilers if you haven't seen it pretty much the first one is about you know who Agent Carter, she actually becomes Captain Carter instead of Captain America, and then uh, what's his, I don't know, what's Captain America's real name? Pause. Wait, we'll figure it out. Anyway. No, wait, what? I'm trying to, I'm Steve trying to Rogers, Steve Captain Rogers. America's real name. So Steve Rogers actually becomes like Iron Man in this form, and I like how it, it, they did it, how it was based, not based, but it's like the first event, the first movie, the first Captain America movie. It was literally that plot line, but twisted. And like, this is what happened. Like, you know, Captain Carter, she becomes Captain Carter instead of Captain America. She's got the serum. Steve Rogers is acting like a bum. So, um, what is face? Uh, damn, man. I am drawing like brain farts. Um, damn. So Steve Rogers becomes Iron Man because of Tony Stark's dad built him a suit, an Iron Man suit. And it was just like crazy to me. And like, I enjoyed it because it literally just went like so in line with the first movie of like, what if, like, of what if, like, what if this happened? Like, it was dead on to me. Like, there's no like, for me, there was no like, ah, that's stupid. There's no way that was happen- that would happen. But I was literally sitting there like, oh, I can see this really happening. Oh, I can. Okay, I see that. So, was, I yeah. loved it. Enjoyed it. Throughout the episode, first of all, Jeffrey Wright being the watcher that narrates everything, best person I honestly think they, they could have picked. I honestly think they, they couldn't have picked any other person to fill that role other than Jeffrey Wright. And he just kind of explains and he narrates throughout the whole entire episode pretty much on like what changed everything. So um, what changed in this universe is that Peggy chose to not stay in the booth, but stay on the floor while 
while Steve yeah. is about to get injected. So that's the that's the pivot that's the pivotal point that they picked, which was great. Um, and pretty much everything from there on out was pretty much parallel to what Captain America: The First Avenger was, what the movie was. It was almost yeah, almost shot for shot the whole entire way through, other than Peggy Carter being persecuted as a woman. But it is what it is. Um, but yeah, she got the. She got the uniform. She got the shield. Um, didn't have to describe the whole entire shield part. Like it's, it would have been the same shield that. But the thing is, Steve picked that shield in the movie, so who knows if it would happen the same way? But obviously, TV show. You got twenty minutes. This is what you have to work with. Um, was it twenty minutes? I feel like it was longer. Is it? It might have been like... longer to be honest. I thought it was a standard show, like standard show, like twenty thirty minutes. What's the? Nah, right? I think it was like. Check, I'll check, out check out that check out check out the runtime for me, but um but yeah um almost everything is shot for shot from the first movie, like everything from the train scene from minus losing Bucky it was pretty much shot for shot which was great and then they made an Iron Man suit it was pretty much an iron an iron monger um yeah that was crazy the hydra stomper yeah it was pretty much the uh, the iron monger but as a but uh but they renamed it the hydra stomper so pretty much yeah. tony made it in the but, future but his dad made it back in the day and this in this universe that was crazy cool the one scene that i really enjoyed was when like they debuted the hydra stomper whatever but then like I just stop her, and she's like riding it in the air, taking out airplanes and all this crap. Like she's oh literally riding. It was, it was literally like, all right, these two are like partners. Like this is a tag team situation. I was like, all right, this is dope. That but was. It's, only, so... it's thirty-three minutes, so it's probably thirty minutes exact. Yeah. That was so cool. I loved it. I loved that part. That scene was great. Like they're just showing these opportunities of like what they could have done, pretty much, and. And again, they they used the moniker Captain Carter because apparently somewhere within the Marvel Universe, there is a Captain Britain that actually exists. And they actually reference him in, um, in Endgame. Endgame. Yep. They, they reference uh, Captain Britain in Endgame. So he exists somewhere, which is cool. That means they put, a, they put him in the back pocket and they can use him whenever they want. Um, but yeah, and again, the best thing i enjoyed about this is that marvel's what if is canon anything apparently anything that has the um the uh marvel studios opener like the you flip through comic book pages you show the whole entire thing anything with that is officially canon for uh for for marvel studios and the marvel universe and what i find hilarious is that they they end the scene or the end the the end the episode pretty much at the first avengers movie which is which is funny to me it's pretty much like is if loki instead of loki coming through the portal captain carter came in instead oh yeah i totally forgot about that yeah that was that was really dope like that blew my mind to be honest like fury says like put down the sword because he said if you recall back to the original avengers movie he said put down the spear tells loki to put down the spear so right now they're just it looks like there's going to be and if you've actually seen the um i don't know if you've watched the uh the trailer the trailer for episode two already came out 
Um, it's supposed nah, to... man, I'm not. I'm not even trying to spoil it for myself, to be honest, bro. Like, I was not about this, and like, I watched it. Mine was blown, and now I'm just like, I'll wait. Hey, I'll wait. Hey, you're welcome. But uh, yeah. So anyway, anyway. anyway. Um, okay. but yeah, I saw the episode two trailer. I'm not gonna spoil it for you, but um, episode two looks. What is good. it? Just tell me who is it about. Uh, T'Challa becomes Star Lord. Ugh. So this is gonna be. I'll good. tell you the one I'm really excited about. Killmonger is... saves Tony Stark. You know it. <laughs> apparently, apparently, some of the episodes, and it's a it's a seven episode layout. I think. I think what if it's a seven Weird. episode layout? I'm kind of seeing it because like a lot of these, a lot of the series are going six seven episodes, especially the Disney Plus ones or Marvel Disney Plus ones. They're going like six seven eight around around that area. And Fine. I'm about it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm about it. But yeah, it's uh, T'Challa becomes Star Lord. That they pretty much take T'Challa as a child. The Ravengers take T'Challa as a child, um, instead of uh, Star Lord, Chris Pratt's character. So it is what it is. But I'm actually pretty hyped to watch it. Um, it looks very interesting. Um, and I think the next one is there's a couple of plots that that are going too. But I think all of it is ultimately they're gonna make a Avengers like, but on a multiverse scale. So you bring all these characters that were taken out of their own multiverse, and pretty much gonna be the the guardians of the multiverse, pretty much. Um, so it's probably gonna be so it'll probably be somewhere along the lines of like Captain Carter, um, T'Challa as Star Lord, um. Uh, Sorcerer Supreme, Doctor Strange, like you have all these characters that are probably going to be plucked out, and just be like, okay, like you got to save these, you got to save the universe, the multiverse, pretty much. Which I would honestly, I would definitely respect. I would like to see that kind of thing, that little team up, because it's just pretty much you're just, they're just reenacting the Marvel movies, but as a TV show, but as an animated show. You know what I'm saying, like, I, I'm all about it. I thought the animation was dope. Um, it didn't bother me. Uh, and like the storyline is just, it's like close, but not close. If that makes sense. Like it, it is the what if, right? Yeah. So it's just, it's like entertaining seeing a totally different side. Like I'm so like, I'm one of those people that's always like, you know, big life decisions. What if you made the other choice? Like is that now a, ripple in time so i'm all about this like all about the what if always it, it's it's definitely gonna be good and and again we have episode two coming out next week and that is officially the last role that chadwick Bozeman played as black panther it's his it's his voice lines in it all right Pete, to the king uh to the king absolutely to the king but yeah, it was a lot, again, a lot other than Chadwick Boseman that did voices lines for episode two. Um, a lot of people did come back to voice their lines for the Marvel's What If. So you are getting as genuine as you could possibly get with the series. And again, I'm very excited to see where the series ends up going. Because again, it's pretty much canon to the Marvel Universe storyline right now. So it could be parts of whenever spider-man comes out 
or uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, whatever whatever happens there. Um, I don't think it's going to affect anything in Shang-Chi, but hey, I would love to watch it. Still, still love to watch it. They did come out with another trailer, too, with a clearer shot of Abomination and a lot of the fight scenes, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah, I saw that. I did see that. Oh, it was definitely. You see, actually, you see the what's his face uh, get knocked down hard. Oh, you see Wong. Um, you see, yeah, get Wong. knocked down hard. Oh yeah, Wong got clocked by uh, Abomination, but I think that's gonna play another role sooner or later, and I'm kind of excited on what that role is gonna be. Um, I feel like you're gonna find out why Wong's there. Oh yeah, you're gonna find out where Wong's there. You're gonna find out where why Abomination's there. It feels like Abom. Abomination being there is probably going to be another way to segue Abomination into uh, into like another Thunderbolts kind of nudge, per se, because they already have like Madam Hydra already has um, Yelena Belova and uh, and U.S. Agent, so it it feels like Thunderbolts are going to be a thing at one point. So I don't know my view on it, just saying, but uh, but yeah. What would you what would you review this episode, this single episode? Five out of five. Are we doing five scales on TV shows and like ten scales on movies? I just decided that right now in my head, yeah. But we can change it to ten out of ten. Alright, so on your on a on a on a ten out of ten <laughs> score, what would you what would you rate it? Ten out of ten. I think it was the perfect beginning episode. I thought everything was flawless. The animation was dope. The acting in the animation was great. It made total sense. And, like, even if you try to put plot holes into it, you really can't because there is no real... There's a plot, but there isn't a plot at the same time. The ultimate plot armor. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I would definitely rate it a 10 out of 10. And honestly, if they were to come out with a Captain Carter movie or series on her own, would not be mad. Would definitely watch it. No, like, that's the thing that I think that's pretty cool about it, you know? Like, they're giving you something that, you know, maybe I would like to see a, you know, a show or a movie or something like that, you know? Yeah, I would absolutely say, like, they open, they pretty much open the door for that to possibly exist. So, Captain Carter now exists in, in the multiverse. So, give her a show. Give her a show. But yeah, I also rank it ten out of ten. It was a great opener. I know you do. I know you do. A lot, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of openings come up, and I can't wait to watch it again. This is going to be a reoccurring every week, so I, I can't wait. This is the first show coming back ever since like Loki. So, yeah, it's just something to look forward to during the week. Wednesday release still weird to me, but it is what it is. So, mm. so that covers all of our Marvel movie and TV news. Let's get on with some anime news. Um, one quick thing, Fena Pirate Princess. Honestly, I've been looking forward to watching this for quite some time. Um, Me too. It's a, it's just a, it's a quick background. It's a collaboration between Crunchyroll and Toonami. Yes, Adult Swim, Toonami is here. Let's do this. Um, by the time we're They're recording it back, this, from what I heard. They are bringing it back. They're definitely bringing it back. So by the time recording this, this comes out the 15th. I think this podcast is actually getting released a little after. But, yeah, they released uh, two episodes from what I saw thus far. Um, Two-episode release. I know, Sanksa, you were talking about that before. 
Um, a lot of people seem to be doing it now. At least the, the I boxes. love when new shows or even even if it's not anime, they do the whole I'm giving you two episodes or like three episodes release. Because I hate it when they give you like one episode and then you're sitting there and you're like, What the hell did I just watch? When you need the second part to really understand what the hell's going on. And I and like so I give me two episodes to watch because it's like all right, at least I can just, you know, sink my teeth into it a little bit. Honestly, Damn, my computer just died. But <laughs> honestly, honestly, I I thoroughly enjoy it because I I like the multi the multi episode initial release. Um, that's actually what they did with a uh, Titans season three on HBO Max. That uh, they released. It came out August twelfth. Um, they came out with three episodes already. The first the first three episodes are just out, and I I love this one because, like you said, it definitely gives you the time to sink your teeth into a series you got three episodes watch all three it's like wow okay you're in that and you're in that realm at least for me so then you get that you get that you know i want to see the next i want to watch the series i need to complete it you know what i'm saying the way they left off episode three episode three of season three of titans is ridiculous and i need to watch the next episode absolutely need to watch the next episode um because yeah again it is and this is how i normally gauge like anime or like tv shows is that after three episodes like how do i feel on it if i enjoy it i'll continue if i don't enjoy it i'm done yeah, but like this this just gets you committed this gets you committed and i love it so yeah fena pirate princess collaboration crunchyroll tsunami not sponsored by any of them whatsoever first two episodes are released apparently you can go ahead and watch them on adultswim.com and on crunchyroll um i think the second episode is actually locked behind an account so there's that but episode one's out i got an account oh. there you go so other than and speaking of crunchyroll um we all saw this coming um funimation crunchyroll merger is now complete did we see this happen though? I thought it was a curveball for me. But well, when Sony bought Funimation, and no, wait, yes, when Sony bought Fu- Sony bought Funimation, that was the order, right? I think Sony bought Funimation first. Yes, and that's how it started. Um, and then and then uh, Sony already owned Crunchyroll, or did I get that reversed? Sony didn't own Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll was its own thing. I'm pretty sure. Mm, there was a thing that I think like AT&T like sold Crunchyroll uh, yes there you go that's what it was it wasn't AT&T was it someone else uh, it was so no 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 no. yeah it was so Crunchyroll is owned by AT&T Sony already already owned Funimation yeah and that's Sony that's Sony true. bought Crunchyroll from AT&T for $1.2 billion. Boom. So we all saw this coming. We spoke about this for a little bit, like probably like off before we even started this podcast. We've been talking about this for a while, to be honest. Um, that Sony already had a distribution company. They had a production company, they had a distribution company. They already owned um, Funimation. Now they bought Crunchyroll from AT&T. The merger's done. 
what does that essentially leave for anime? Because they were just two different services, um, both paywall services that had their anime out there and you could watch for it. So what does this mean for, I guess, watching and production and releasing of anime now? That pretty much like Sony, um, I think Sony just kind of cornered the market. They did, they did, they just, they're about to monopolize this right now. I feel like it's a yes and a no, but like, I feel like it's going to come down to production, like the actual studios. Cause like, even if you have Funimation, there's a lot of other studios out there that produce pretty good animates. But, um, from what like, I read is like about the mergers, like Sony themselves don't know what to do because you can either do certain things to piss a lot of people off or you do certain things that make sense like to me merge the two libraries because like the last thing i read was like they don't they don't know if they're going to keep both of them separate and then one article one person was saying sony's thinking about just Folding like Funimation into Crunchyroll in the sense of like getting rid of that streaming service and being like, hey, here's a bigger library, but like, you know, highlight Funimation things. So it's just like, like, as a person that subscribes to Crunchyroll, I would not like to see it change that much. Like, I would prefer more content, obviously, because there are some things on Funimation that are like Funimation exclusives. Like, I would like, thing that I pay for a cultural account that I get those exclusives to. But I guess like for me the thing like I'm worried about are shows that were produced from like cultural and webtoons and stuff like that. Like I need to know what happens in Tower of God. Sorry to bring up at another episode. Shut up. We were and so close of not mentioning Tower of I God. Was saying, bro, I need to know what happened. I need to know what happens. That's six but episodes I'm just saying, like, straight. Things like that. Tower got like God of High School, like all those like things that were collabs. Like I don't want to see them like get kicked to the side or be like thrown out just because Sony came in and Funimation. You get what I'm saying? I I th- I think that honestly, I think the thing that probably makes the most sense out of it, like obviously, like Sony's been owning. I think Sony has owned Funimation for quite some time. Um, that it would make sense because. Crunchyroll has a bigger library, point blank. Period. They have a huge library, and it's bigger than. And Funimation. I feel like, and I feel like Crunchyroll is a bigger name, say, in the United States of America and the Americas, than Funimation is. Like, if you don't, I'm just saying. No, I'm saying like, in the sense of like, if you weren't watching anime, like, I'm not saying your entire life, but for like the longest of times, like, if you're just getting into anime, most of your friends are gonna be like, oh, there's Crunchyroll. There's a, there, there, there. Like, I, the, the reason why it took so long is like you know the U.S. courts were probing the merger because they wanted to know if like Sony would have a monopoly, but they don't because they have all these other things, these other services out there that are sort of like Crunchyroll. So that's why they okayed it. You 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 definitely do, and they definitely have looked at it. Um, but this is probably the probably the most mainstream monopoly probably we've seen in a while. In terms so of distribution, two big things. Yeah, like because... Funimation is a huge studio. Like they make a lot of like classic and big name animes, and then you have the most 
big name, I guess, like paid subscription anime service being under one branch it's sort of like well what <laughs> so so pretty much how you look at it is that crunchyroll pretty much has most most of the production releases that do come out except for funimation now you just throw funimation into your library then you pretty much have everything you have the distribution rights and the productions for stuff and the deals with all the studios that you have you literally have everything and it's Again, I would honestly see the or the more likely situation is that Funimation folds into Crunchyroll. That's what I see the most. But like, Funimation is definitely. See, I think been it would be opposite that. though. Why would it be opposite though? The reason why I was thinking it would be opposite, right? Or see, here's the thing: I feel like if you fold Crunchyroll, right, you're gonna make all these people like now be like, oh. it's Turn into Funimation, da 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 da. Well, I feel like Funimation is like it's a studio, it's a production studio. So it's like, whereas Crunchyroll is literally like, hey, we stream shit, we have mangas on there. It's a it's a distributor. It's a huge it's, distributor. Yeah, I'm saying like they do more things than what Funimation does. So I feel like in the sense like if you're going to literally change it and be like, oh, this is all Funimation, I feel like that's just too much. Like I I would. Like, we'll see what happens, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, to me, I once subscribed to Funimation, and it's like, they don't have that much stuff, obviously. No, it's, it's 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 not a... So well, it's like, Funimation isn't one of those things, like, people really want to subscribe to. I might as well subscribe to, because, like, dude, honestly, a lot of things that are on Funimation end up on Hulu. Like no lie. So well, it's why? because I think it's because uh, I think Sony still has a uh, still has a hand inside of Hulu. There's actually a lot of companies that actually have a hand inside of Hulu. Like when I say hand, is they, I, they I, have I, I, I understand. I understand that. And, like that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of Funimation things are on Hulu. A lot of Funimation things are on Crunchyroll. So it's like why? Actually, I don't think there's a lot of Funimation on on Crunchyroll. There's not a lot. It's not a huge library at all. My hero uh, academia. That's also fair. But yeah, it's 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 you have you have a published well now right now how they're Barto. They I have, think Barto. They have a you have a production Dragon company. Ball. I said not a huge one, but probably all the mainstream ones. <laughs> but but now you have well, are they? Yeah, and like. Uh, what is that one that I need to watch that you always tell me I need to watch? It's dope. Fire Squad, Firefighters. Fire Force? Yeah, Fire Force. That's Funimation too. That's what I'm saying. Like that's what I was saying. It's on Country that's on Country Rule too, so it's like what what is what's the end game? Honestly, it's it's a very it's a very strange thing. Because those are on both Crunchyroll and Hulu. So, like, owning Crunchyroll is like you're just owning the other aspects. So just put your stuff on Crunchyroll. It feels like they would, they would, they would have that. But yeah, there, there is some stuff that, that, that Funimation has made, but is not on Crunchyroll. A lot of the mainstream stuff, yes, but a lot of, there's a lot of titles that are still not there. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's it would be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens next because you have two titans in the industry right now and probably the most mainstream uh at least distributor or studios and now they're one and they're under the same umbrella like what happens yeah here? so that's what i'm saying like I, what is I, that i'm interested in seeing what happens but i know what i don't want to see happen and that's all i'm trying to say like what ha like how would this change your how you consume anime pretty much like is everything going to one service to people that have that have both services. It's like for me, service. like, do I have to go back to like you know, using my anime websites, like not being able to stream things on my big screen? Like, I guess like that's I. It's not that that's my main concern, but I guess like, I think it'll definitely. Uh, I still definitely think it'll make a slight monopoly over everything. But again, we'll see. The merger just cleared, I think, like, sometime during the week, like, literally, like, a couple of days ago. So, we're just going to yeah. kind of see where they kind of go from there. Again, it's going to be kind of fun. It's gonna be, it'll be kind of interesting. So, yeah, that's all I got. Sanxer, what do you got? That's all I got today, man. Up there. So, with that said, this will be the end of... Episode 6 of the Tsunami and Sangstar Show. Sangstar, where in the social universe can they find you? I made a social universe for you guys, a.k.a. Sangstar on Instagram. Man, that sounds vaguely familiar. I don't know where I don't know where you got that from. That I sounds don't know. vaguely familiar. It's so weird. You can find so me, weird. a.k.a. Tsunami, um... AKA underscore tsunami, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, maybe Facebook. I don't even know, to be honest. But with that said, thank you for coming to listen to us banter about weird stuff and some not weird stuff. But thank you for letting us banter. Let us know um, what you feel about the show. Let us know your thoughts. And we can absolutely discuss. Get my numbers up. Subscribe. We don't have a subscription. Oh. Yeah. Listen. Leaving it there. Click the anyway. button. Boom. Follow. There you go. Follow. Seven. Coming at you. See you on... Oh, I'm dead. See you all on the, on the next episode. Episode 7. Tsunami and Sangstar Show. I think. Okay, we'll go with that. You got you got one job, man. Anyway, you start 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 show. What's gonna happen when we get into the double digits? Digits. I'm gonna stop saying things in Spanish. I know that's I know a lie. That's a lie. Anyway, everyone, thank you for listening, and have yourself a good day or a good evening. Or actually, no, Sangster outro. Hit it. Yeah. Damn, man. Anyway, hey, as always, peace be the journey. And as always, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Thank you for listening. See you on the next one. Bye.